This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, yeah, off and running on this Saturday, September 9th. It is better known as Football Eve, people. Yes, welcome into the Gordon Damer Show. Welcome in. 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Whole bunch of things to do on a Saturday morning as we run it down for the next three hours. Of course, the number you know. Of course, one 800 919-ESPN. You can uh, find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok. Really, the only social media worth anything anymore is TikTok. Uh, You can find me there at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until noon. And we have made it. We have made it through the longest period of the year. We have made it back to football. We had Lions Chiefs on Thursday night, tomorrow. One o'clock, we're back where we want to be, right? Back where we want to be. Plop down in front of the TV all day long, all night long. With Sunday night, you've waited all day for a Sunday night. Giants and Cowboys. The Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, those Dallas Cowboys. The most hated groups in America. People who clap when the plane lands. People who drive the speed limit in the fast lane. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, those Dallas Cowboys. And they've beaten the Giants like a drum, right? Four in a row, 11 of 12, which, as we brought up during the week, it's not really all that surprising that the Cowboys have owned the Giants here because before last year, the Giants barely beat anybody for like a five-year spin. For five years, the Giants averaged four wins. Now, you would like to think you would have mixed in a win almost by accident against the Cowboys at some point, but that was not to be. This is the year, though, that the Giants, at the very least, have to start to narrow the gap, right? Last year, even as good a year as it was last, unmitigated success for the Giants last year. Made the playoffs, won a playoff game, coach of the year, Brian Dable, Daniel Jones establishing himself as the Giants franchise quarterback. But even with all of that going right, in the NFC East last year, there were the Eagles, Then there was a notch down. Then there was the Cowboys. Then a notch down. And then there was the Giants. So the expectations for this year are clear. After making the playoffs last year, the expectation is you got to go back to the playoffs again. And here's the thing. And I brought this up during the week. Giant fans, they're smug. But look, it's not their fault. Giant, Put yourself in their shoes. Giant fans... You know it. They have lived charmed sports lives. They have witnessed Super Bowl, miracle Super Bowl runs, championships where they're a little bit over 500 in the regular season, helmet catches and missed makeable field goals. Everything always works out for the Giants. It works out for Giants fans. That's been their existence. That has been their entire life. That's why... The last five, before last year, five years prior to that, it was like, the, it was so strange to them. They had no idea how to process that. They're thinking, wait a second, we're the child. This doesn't happen to us. You know, for most fan bases, a dreadful five years, that's par for the course. Jet fans can do awful five years standing on their head. But for Giant fans, they felt like they were the first fan base to ever have a really, they were like Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places. That's who the Giants were like for those five. They had no idea how to deal with this. 
They're pawning their watch. It tells time simultaneously in Monte Carlo, Beverly Hills, London, Paris, Roman Stad. That was the Giants for five years. So after last season, when you live this charmed existence, you think, all right, well, it's over, right? The, 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 the bad times are over. We got our coach. We got our quarterback. We got our GM. So, and we made the playoffs. And now this is the upswing again. We had our down. We didn't like it, but we had our down five years. And now, boom, we're back. So that leads to a lot of expectations for Daniel Jones. I hear a lot about this is a big year for Daniel Jones. He's got his contract, $40 million a year, which, boy, uh, this is like Jalen Brunt. It's going to be, by the end of the year, it's going to be a bargain if everything goes well. He's got his new contract. It's year two under the same coaching staff. And you hear a lot of these conversations centering about, well, he has to be one, uh, he has to be like a top five guy, or is he a top five quarterback in the NFC? Well, look, the Giants, it's clear they can't have the same season as last year. It's almost impossible. A ton went right last year. They had a, a very easy schedule. They took advantage of it. They made the playoffs despite winning, what, one game in their division? That it's like that doesn't happen very often. So the Giants went out this offseason and not only paid their quarterback and made sure that Saquon Barkley is back, but they, I think they kind of went with what they could do and improve the weapons around Jones, mostly because the weapons before were horrendous. But it seems like people, because of the excitement after last year, and they did improve the weapons around Jones, it seems like people are now like massively overrating the upgrades in the overall talent on offense. Is it better? Yeah. But for all this talk about Daniel Jones, he's got to do this and he's got to do that. Is the talent on offense for the – is that top five in the NFC? I don't think so. It might be closer to bottom five in the NFC. It's like Saquon, one healthy, awesome. But what else? It seems like a lot of the optimism this year, going into the year, is focused on Darren Waller and a third-round rookie wide receiver. Like I was doing research for the show, just you know, making sure I got everything lined up. And I'm reading a story on ESPN.com. The, uh, this is talking about the Giants. The offense is loaded at receiver with playmaking tight end Darren Waller joining draft pick Jalen Hyatt and veteran Paris Campbell. Does that, does that seem, is that a sentence that sounds loaded? Like the Eagles, they're loaded. The Niners, they're loaded. Cowboys, eh, maybe loaded. Giants, I don't know. If, I don't think lo loaded is not the right adjective there. You, you, you got to hit thesaurus.com and come up with a more accurate adjective than loaded. They've got an excellent running back when healthy. And then they got a tight. It seems like a lot of optimism is thrown into a tight end who's 31 and is looking to bounce back after two injury-plagued seasons. Like betting on guys in the NFL at 31 to bounce back after back-to-back injury-plagued seasons, boy, that seems a little sketchy. And I like Jalen Hyatt. I think he's going to be really good. But, I mean, a lot of teams have a rookie-wide receiver right now that they think is going to be really good. And, and some of them will be good right away. Not all of them are going to be good all right away. So I, I think that it might be uh, – it's hard to do this on the eve of the season, but it does kind of feel like, boy, oh, boy, I think some Giant fans need to curb their enthusiasm just a little bit. And this is not coming from a Giant hater. 
A, I still think the Giants will likely make the playoffs again this season, mainly because look at the NFC. It's not all that deep. It's not the AFC. And here's another one. Jones will almost automatically throw more touchdowns by accident this year. He threw 15 touchdown passes last year. Assuming he's healthy for all 17 games, yeah, he's going to throw more touchdown passes almost by accident. But I think that we need to slow down with some of the proclamation, especially about the quarterback. This is not a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones. He does not have to answer all these major questions or or focus on being a top-five quarterback in the NFC. This is about taking the next step forward for the Giants, which would be progress, to show that last year was not just the typical NFL team that was bad for a while, bouncing up and having a really good, surprising season, that last year for the Giants was the establishment of the new kind of normal for them moving forward. The big upgrades are going to take place after this year, I think. They're still kind of, there's the first year was was working with what they could given with what the previous regime had left them. And they did an amazing job. This year they had a little bit more flexibility, but only a little bit more. The big moves are gonna come, I think, after this season. And that's when I think you'll see the major if there's going to be a major leap forward for Daniel Jones, I think it's going to happen then, not now. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, we'll get some phone calls involved. We got to talk a lot. I mean, there is so much football to get through today. NFL football, some college football. Oh, my God. You got the Jets coming up on Monday. Have you heard the Jets are playing Monday night against the Buffalo? I don't know if you've heard, but apparently it's a very big game. But there's been a question out there this week that I thought that was interesting. We've spun ourselves all the way around. We've all been in agreement now that the Jets game against the Bills is this major game. It is kind of almost a must-win game for the Jets in week one. But then, in the, in the course of the week, they're, they're, all of a sudden this narrative popped up. Is the Giants game Sunday as important as the Jets game Monday? So we'll tackle that coming up as well. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Just to kind of lay out the show a little bit, 1030, we'll do what I learned on TikTok. 11 o'clock, I think we'll do NFL picks. And I've been trying to come up with a way, an interesting and entertaining way to do NFL picks for this year. Two years ago, we picked, we, I picked every NFL game, the Royal We. We finished 11 games over 500 that year, which was very good for picking every single game. Then last year, I don't know if you've heard, but last year I finished as the cover five champion of all the hosts on the station, dusted the field. So we have to come up. I, I'm still waiting. Uh, I'm checking my email minute to minute to see if I get the, uh, the email from the executives that were doing cover five. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so. I saw the tile on the ESPN New York app. I was, I was, was kind of optimistic for a little bit, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So we came up, I think I came up with a way. So we'll do that at 11 o'clock. Uh, we'll probably move the leftovers to 1130. We got a lot of things, and we're going to do a special edition of the leftovers today with Harvey and Joe, where we, we keep receipts. It's a new 
segment where we will be on the we want to be on the record ahead of time. You know, like you'll hear people call up shows or talk on shows and say, well, no, I was I was big on this before it became a thing. Well, with the receipts, we get to actually met okay, these are the things that we're on board with for the season. And we'll have the receipt. We'll have the audio. Yes, we'll have the receipt to be able to look back and say, ah, you know what? This guy wasn't kidding. He really was on that before everybody else. I've got your ticket receipts. Yes. So that'll, I think we'll do that at 1130. That's a very long way away, but the show does fly by so quickly. Let's get to some more giant stuff. because, uh, And we'll get to the phone calls here in just a second. 1-800-919-ESPN. I've heard a lot this week. We spun ourselves around talking about the Jets' importance of their game against the Bills, the Giants' game against the Cowboys. The the question kind of came up, well, is the Giants' game Sunday, Sunday night, as important as the Jets' game Monday night? They're both division games, right? Both teams come into the season, playoff expectations, plus it's the Cowboys. I mean, they have owned – the Jets have been more competitive against the Bills lately than the Giants have been against the Cowboys. So it's it's a big game, right? Is it as big? No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. No, it's not. I know football is is the be-all, end-all, and if you're a Giant fan, you want to beat the Cowboys. I get it. But no, because here's the thing. And as someone outside of the Giant fandom, I can say that the Giants, a lot of unexpected things will certainly happen this year in the NFL. The Giants winning the NFC East is not going to be one of them. Now, the Giants can still make the playoffs, but they're, they're, not good. They're, they're not expected to win the division, and they're not going to. They don't need to. The goal for them this year should be to follow it back up. Show that last year was not the fluky kind of season that some people are making it out to be. That No, that was the establishment of the new normal for this Giants regime. We got the coach of the year, the quarterback is established, and now we're move, we're, we're, the, the deeper into this regime we get, the better things are going to get. So the Giants are not expected to win the division, and they don't need to. Now, it's still a big game. But here's the thing. It's almost impossible for it to be as important to the Giants as it is to the Jets. The Jets need to be a whole lot closer to the Bills than the Giants are to the Cowboys or Eagles. In the AFC this year, if you don't win your division, you could be in real trouble of missing the playoffs. It's almost certainly going to be a stacked AFC this year. Like, run it down. Just do the numbers. Jets, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots. Now, I know the Patriots... Everybody thinks they're going to be terrible. They were 8-9 and nine last year with some of the worst coaching imaginable. And they lost, ga- they lost a couple of games last year. They had no business losing. They lost a game, I think it was the Bengals with uh, Stevenson, had a big fumble. Remember that game against the Raiders where uh, Jacoby Myers threw like the lateral and the, and the Raider guy picked it off and ran it in and, and scored in overtime? I mean, they lost some games in the most uh, – it's incredible some of the games they lost last year. And they were 8-9. and nine. Like, everybody's – a lot of people are picking the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins are going to be really good. Dolphins were 9-8. and eight. And the only reason they were 9-8 and eight because they played the Jets at the end of the year and Joe Flacco. They very easily could have lost that game. So all four teams in the AFC East, to me, could very well make the playoffs. And then you have the AFC North. The North is really, really stacked. Any of those teams could make the playoffs. And then you have the West where – you certainly think it's going to be the Chiefs, even despite the, the loss Thursday. And then you got the Chargers, who have to have not just a playoff appearance. they got to make a playoff run this year. Otherwise, I think that coach is going to be out of the job. 
and you'll have somebody from the South, <laughs> probably the Jaguar. It, somebody has to win that division. But that's a lot of teams right there. What is that, 11 teams for seven spots? So, no, every game for the Jets because the, the, we all know this, but I'll say it out loud. The Giants should make the playoffs. The Giants should make the playoffs in the NFC this year. The Jets have to make the playoffs. It is make or break time for sure. So almost every game that the Jets play this year will be more important to them than the game. The Giants have some wiggle room. The Jets have to fire from jump. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. All right, let's get some phone calls in. Uh, we'll start things off. Marvin is in the Bronx. Marvin, good morning, my friend. First of all, Gordon, welcome to this time slot. And you'll Thank be you. hearing from me every Saturday. I appreciate it. But I don't that. know about a charm life as a Giant fan. I've been a Giant fan since 1967. Yes, we have won four Super Bowls. But, you know, there were some years with the Fran Toxin area, Yankee Stadium, and the fumble, and all that debacle, and all that craziness the first year with Parcells. And there have been some rough times. It hasn't okay. been like... Yeah. I'm sitting but, pretty but you have to admit, you, your, your rough times that you're going back to are the 60s and the early 80s. Those, yeah, those well, are a long time ago. Old, so I, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah, a long so, time ago now. Yeah, but it's, it's still, I still, as an individual, I still experience that. Okay. So when you say a charm life, I say there's been the vicissitudes and the ups and downs of being a fan of this team. But like I said, I look forward to a. Uh, this is a, mind you, the mid 80s when they pro- started progressing towards the Super Bowl. And I look forward to that happening, even though I still have my doubts about Daniel Jones. But, hey, he, he's making me a believer. But I want to say this, Gordon. It's a pleasure talking to you, and you'll hear from me every Saturday. Oh, Marvin. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for making the call. And uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to that call every Saturday. That's, uh, well, see, look, I, Marvin's a great guy. He's a great caller. I love a great voice. I mean, if we were ranking the voices of callers on the station, he, he could be a number one. He would be a number one pick. But he is a perfect example, right? He's talking, well, it's, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's a charmed life. Back in the 60s, we were terrible, right? You, in the 60s, that first year of Parcells was rough. Yes. Do you realize how any sports fan's life is, is generally misery? And, and every once in a while, you hope to have a moment like the Giants have had multiple times. Multiple times. So any sports fan's existence is generally misery. So just to say, wow, we had, we had a bad five. Yes, we've all had bad five years. A lot of us have had nothing but bad years. Are you going to compare your existence to that of other NFL? or uh, The Lions won on Thursday night. And, and this is where my mind goes. They've won one playoff game since 1957. 1957. One playoff win. And here's the thing. It's not like they've had all that many opportunities, right? Like a lot of years there. Think about all the the Lion fans who have come and gone, spent their entire life here on Earth as Lion fans. And they saw nothing, nothing the whole time. Well, eventually it's got to turn around. No, it doesn't. Jet fans, Dolphin fans, Browns fans. There's a lot of fan bases. 
that if you had the knowledge then that you have now, yes, we'd all be giant fans. They've they've lived. A, it's been a charmed existence. Has there been down? Of course, every uh, every organization has down moments. But their up moments have been so amazing, and their down moments have been pretty few. Five bad years in the NFL is nothing. Trust me, I can tell you. Let's go out to, uh, is it KY in New Jersey? KY, next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show. Or is it Kai? It's Kai, Gordon. Kai, Gordon, Gordon, uh, it's, it's on, very man. early. I'm sorry, Kai. I should have figured that out. Is it KY? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kai. Go ahead. <laughs> No, man, yo, first and foremost, before I get into my Giants point, I want to thank you because uh, my Instagram getting hacked situation, nothing showed me the loyalty and the, and, and the, and the, and the, and the respect and love you have for me than antagonizing the person that, that hacked my account. That you oh, that Kai, yeah, of course. Kai has had a problem with his Instagram account, and he got hacked. And the guy who hacked him reached out to me to tell me about, you know, well, this great investment. And I, I spent last night on the couch just uh, texting the guy back uh, through Instagram Messenger and just aggravating him. So go ahead, Kai. <laughs> no, man, no, thank you. <laughs> but uh, so uh, first and foremost, I agree. I think, I think the Jets' bills is way more important than the Giants' Cowboys' Um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a little optimistic, but I wouldn't be surprised as a huge Giants fan if we if we uh, blow that game on Sunday. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but my my question to you is: I've heard a lot of different talking heads, a lot of different commentators talk about the relevancy and the importance of the running back position in the NFL um, as of late. And as, as we can see with the Giants and Saquon Barkley finally getting that deal done, and Daniel Jones almost kind of putting his foot down, like, no, I need this guy. Uh, you know, to, to be able to perform better. I just want to get your overall take with the, you know, with the Giants, of course, and also overall the NFL. What do you think about the importance of that position? Well, Kai, and, and thanks for the phone call, man. Uh, good to hear from you. Um, you hear a lot of times about leagues or copycat leagues. They, and the NFL is a copycat league. Like, run through the teams that have won Super Bowls and, and try to find common characteristics that each of those teams have. And in the last 15 years, one of the big ones that jumps out is they don't spend money at the running back position. Like over the last 15 years, I don't know the exact total, but it's roughly the, t the leading rusher on Super Bowl winning teams is generally about a million dollars. They don't, when you have limited resources to spend, you spend it on the main areas that you need to succeed and you scrimp on the areas that are kind of interchangeable. And unfortunately, for a lot of reasons, ru the running back position has become interchangeable. You see a lot of teams that take guys in the second and third round, and they're just as good. And the game plan for most of these teams now is, or should be, draft a running back. If he's pretty good in the second, don't use top five pick on a running back. Draft somebody second, third, fourth round. Sometimes you don't even have to draft anybody. Bring him in, run him for five years, run him into the ground, and then find another one. And 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 do and, and repeat the process. So, unfortunately for the running backs, uh, it's it, it's I, I don't see it changing anytime soon. And it is a copycat league. It, Saquon's not the only one that dealt with it. Josh Jacobs dealt with it. Jonathan Taylor's dealing with it. And the the guys who are coming into the league now, like Bijan Robinson, probably in five years he'll be dealing with the same thing, the same kind of situation, if not worse. Uh, let's go out to uh, Howie is in Queens. Howie. Next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Good morning. How are you, Gordon? I'm good, Howie. What's going on, man? What's going on? So um, I just wanted to throw a number out there. 
Okay. And you're gonna you're gonna give me over or under. Okay. So the number the number card is sharks. Giants and Jets combined wins. Uh -huh. I came up with the number twenty. Twenty. Well, here's the thing, Howie. I am uh, I have my own proprietary algorithm uh, okay. that I have run through all the teams to see what they're going to do. And the algorithm the algorithm is separate for me. It's like my Frankenstein's monster, and it has the Jets going fifteen and two. Now, oh, I would not, I would not be that optimistic on the Jets, but the algorithm, that's what the algorithm says, so I have, to, I have to report what the algorithm says. Myself, 20 wins for the two teams seems high. Okay. Yeah, I would say it seems high. I think the Jets are going to be very good. The Giants, at least in terms of the stuff that I have done, the range of outcomes is much more uh, widespread. Like, I could see them having another good season like they had a year ago, maybe even... Uh, slightly better, maybe an extra win, but more than likely they're going to take a step back. Okay, well, I was going to say, if, 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 you, if you think the Jets are going to be really good, right, if you mm -hmm. give them, like, let's say, 11 wins, mm -hmm. right, then you would think hopefully the Giants can get at least nine. Otherwise, they may not get into the playoffs. So. Yeah, look, I, I think that that's a, that's a very good possibility. Howie, thanks for the phone call. Um, All right, you know, the Giants had a lot of things go right last year. Now, it's the first year for a new regime and a new head coach. So I think that the natural reaction to that is, well, this is just what's going to be. There's a lot of teams. The NFL is kind of set up where teams should have a down period and then bounce up, have a surprising year. And a lot of times those teams go back to like 50% of the teams that make the playoffs one year don't make the playoffs the following year. And it would feel... I'd like to think the Giants are going to be really good, but I don't look at the improvements that they've made and be like, wow, they're, they're really loaded to bear. Now, I think those improvements will come next year, and the, I'm not saying that the improvements that they made are not going to be impactful, but I still look at it as an, another small step forward. The, the reason I think why you have to have some optimism or, or, or kind of shade on the side of optimism, they didn't really make any changes last year and came in right away and were able to do what they were with the group that was already there. That, that was impressive. I don't know if you get back-to-back -back years like that. But the good thing for them, they don't have to have a, a massive improvement to be a playoff team again because I think the NFC is going to be more wide. Trying to find really good teams in the NFC is harder to do. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls. We get into the Jets. As they have you heard, the Jets are playing the Bills on Monday night, and it's a pretty big game. So we'll get into that next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, I did want to just mention there has been a lot of talk, Jets, Giants, both, about Mike Evans. Mike Evans not happy with his contract. A lot of talk. Well, he could be traded. Where is, is Tampa Bay really going anywhere this year? He's going to be a free agent after the season is over. I think his agent has set a deadline of Sunday to get something done long term. Otherwise, uh, he will walk after the season is over. And Mike Evans, even though he's getting up there a little bit, he is about as automatic 1,000-yard receiver as you can have in the NFL. So, People have looked at the, at the Giants as a possibility there in terms of a big addition. I, I think that that's very unlikely. I don't see the Giants going out and trading for Mike Evans at this point. Uh, but people have mentioned the Jets as well. 
in part because of the money Aaron Rodgers gave back on his contract. They got some money to spend. Why not spend it on Mike Evans? Could always use another big receiver, right? Even though it's not necessarily a, um, a real weakness of the team, the more the merrier. Jets are all in, so that's an all-in kind of move. I'll be honest with you. It's already clear through one game of the NFL season, the team that should be, if any team is on the horn with Tampa Bay, it should be the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, my Lord. I'm thinking that Travis Kelsey might be the MVP of the league based on that uh, performance on Thursday. Their receive is anybody starting two receivers worse than Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore? Those guys stunk. Those guys were actively working against them, and they were working with Patrick Mahomes. Like, if you're bad with Matt, who are you good with? Sky Moore's over-under for yards in the opener was 39.5, so he only missed it by 40. Just missed, ah, just somewhere, somewhere, somewhere someone started Sky Moore in their fantasy team week one and absolutely despised themselves for doing it. Absolutely despised themselves. There's nothing worse than when you make a questionable fantasy decision. You convince yourself, well, you know, I'll start him at my flex spot. And then it all goes wrong in a hurry. So, uh, yeah, if there's a team, because to go out and trade for Mike Evans, you have to be all in. I don't think the Giants are all in on this season, so I would cross them off the list right away. The Jets are all in, but... I don't know that that necessarily is such a... I know the Jet fans have made it out like, oh, we really need another receiver. Really, really, really need another receiver. Yeah. The Chiefs really need a receiver. Kadarius... I mean, what was it? The, the, The pro football focus people said that it was the worst graded performance by a receiver since 2018. Tell me who was worse in 2018. <laughs> Tell me. The guy caught no passes, dropped a pass, and, and, and handed one directly to the other team for a key interception in the game. I, I mean, it's hard to be any worse. But there you go. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to Eddie is in Rockland. Eddie, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon, what's happening? I'm good. What's, right, what what I'm- you got? I'm going to throw this at you. you know, what's your team? Who's your team? My team is uh, the Miami Dolphins, unfortunately. Oh, okay. all right. Now, you have to pick a coaching staff. You're starting a team. You want uh-huh. the, co- the Bills coaching staff or the Jets coaching staff? You'd have to go the Bills coaching staff, right? Okay. The Cowboys or the Jets? The Cowboys or the Jets? Uh, I, really, I, I really don't like Mike McCarthy, but based on on history, I'd have to say Mike McCarthy. I mean, I'm not, Mike McCarthy has had successful. Se- I mean, he's coming off what back to back twelve win seasons. So even though I don't like him, if those are my two options, I got to go Mike McCarthy. Okay, Patriots and the Jets. Patriots and the Jets. Well, it's going to be very hard. You know, here's the thing: any any time you pick the Jets coaching staff, it's all going to be projection because they don't have any success to really back it up on, right? They've been here two years. They won four games the first year, seven games the second year. So, I get what you're saying. Obviously, you're going to go with the Patriots. The Broncos with 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 uh, with uh, uh, Sean Payton. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Payton. The Eagles uh-huh. are better. The, yeah. the Giants are better. The Chargers have a better. The only place where you get yeah. close is the Raiders. And then you're back with the Bills. 
I think the kid at the, the Dolphin coach, I think he's smart as hell, okay? Falcons, I'm not too sure about the Texans. But 80% of the teams, I would rather have the other coaching staff. And that's going to come up with the Jets. They yeah. think that they're all good bad, and they're talking about the 85 Bears. They couldn't sniff uh, the 85 Bears' dirty socks, okay? They're not <laughs> even close to the 86 Giants defense or the 80s. Washington Redskins defense with Dexter Manley and Charles Mann, or even the Eagles. They are talking so much that you know what's going to happen? They're going to fall flat on their face. Well, look, Eddie, and I hear you. And, and the, see, the thing is, and thanks for the phone call, is that you are considering Robert Sala to be the Jets head coach. When that's not, in terms of the title, yes, he is the, the head coach. He has the title of head coach. But we all know who the head coach is. We all, we all know. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is calling the shots. And I get it. If you were to run through NFL head coaches based on the success that they've had so far, it's, it's pretty easy to find people who have been more successful so far than Robert Sala. He came into a, 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 a very tough spot. The first year was a disaster. Last year, the quarterback was a disaster. And I think we were all pretty much in agreement. If it don't fire this year... If year three looks like year two, there won't be a year four. I can tell you that much right now. But I think you have to factor in on the coaching staff. A big part of it is the Jets have outsourced their offense to Aaron Rodgers. And that seems like, at least at this point, we haven't played a game yet. Seems like a pretty good decision. If you were looking at where the Jets were at after last season, how do we fix this going into a make-or-break season where we must make the playoffs? Going with the four-time MVP is about the best road you can go. Might it not work? Yeah, it might not work. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is another year older. Maybe last year was just the start of the, de- the decline phase and he's going to be worse. Th- Who knows? But that was the best course of action to go. And if you're talking about coaching staffs in the NFL, I think you have to also include that because the uh, – let's be honest. If the Jets' offense does not fire for any reason this year, are, are we really going to say, man, that Robert Sala, he's got to do a better job on off? No, it's going to be on Aaron Rodgers. He's got – he come here. He's gotten everything he's wanted. He's got the coach he wants. He gets some players he wants. It's a good offense overall in terms of skill positions. The question is, obviously, the, uh, the offensive line. But – I think you have to factor that in in the questions about the, uh, the coach, I think. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Dave is in the car. Dave, what's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I just wanted to throw something out there, get your response. First mm-hmm. about with the Giants when they picked up Waller. I was one of these people raising the red flag. I was like, you have a guy who, A, had substance abuse issues, B, has been injury riddled. And if you look at the history of tight ends like him who run four fives, the amount of torque it takes and the amount of velocity they have on the field, Kyle Pitts in Atlanta, same type of body type. He's hurt. Um, Remember Jordan Reed with the Redskins was supposed to be the next great tight end. He left because of concussions. And this hamstring thing is basically historically what the, the Giants knew when they took him on, and when you look at it, it's almost like the Giants did a Yankee move. They got a veteran. They thought they were getting him on the cheap, and if he goes off, if he does well, they're going to be in a great spot. So, again, I really think they made the wrong move with him, 
And then the next thing, I'm going to throw this out there as a what if. I would like to see Robert, I would like to see Mr. Salas um, succeed in New York. I would like to see something happen this year where Rodgers is compromised and can't play for seven or nine games and the Jets still make the playoffs and make a Super Bowl push. I think he's a good enough coach. (laughs) Let me know what you think. All right, Dave. Thank Uh, you. Look, uh, Dave, thanks for the phone call. There are times, and this is more for the listeners than Dave, there are times when I bring up that we take phone calls all the time, and and not all of them are golden. You know, some people are uh, really out there in terms of things that they bring up or want to point out. That That one is on the list. In terms of 2023 out there, to envision a scenario where Aaron Rodgers is compromised, what did he say, seven to nine games, and the Jets still make the playoffs and make a Super Bowl push, I don't know that we'll get many scenarios more far-fetched than that. No, I I think it has – if you see Zach Wilson taking snaps in important games, the Jets are in trouble. It it has to fire, and it has to fire with with Aaron Rodgers. Well, the the first point that he brought up about Darren Waller, yeah, I I think that everybody has looked at – Waller from those those years two years ago where he was really really good you know 1100 yards a bunch of touchdowns and and they're envisioning the best case scenario but you're right 31 and this is not just about him any 31 year old in the NFL that you're hoping is going to bounce back it's not a great track record does it happen from time to time yeah and and things generally do turn out pretty well for the Giants so maybe this this uh, the, the GM, Joe Shane, he's pulled another rabbit out of his hat in terms of opportunity cost. Maybe it's worth taking that shot for a big target who could really help the passing game in terms of explosiveness if he is healthy. But that's a major question, if he's healthy. And if you're just talking, taking the names out of it, just in terms of process, betting on 31-year-olds who have been hurt the last two years and coming off two down years, moving forward, it's it's not a great hit right there. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the show that you want to be listening to. If you have a feeling about something this NFL season, 1130, we are doing receipts. You will have your chance, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, to go on the record. We will have audio proof that you are on the record about what your feeling was before the NFL season. Harvey has some receipts, I'm, I'm told. Joe has some. I have receipts. I, I, we're, we're all we're, we're, we're keeping track. We'll be able to call on it in a second's notice. Oh, you didn't say, oh, no, I, yes, I did. Boom. And somebody will hit the button. Somebody somewhere. So that we'll do that at 1130. Receipts coming up at 1130. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to uh, the phones again here. Jeff is in Garden City. Jeff, what's going on, my man? Good morning. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? Well, you know, I'm, I love the show, Gordon. It's it's fantastic. I heard what you said about the million-dollar cap on a running back. You, you know, it just seems like I, 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 I'm i going to make a correlation between the NFL and, and Major League Baseball. We all know that the home run is a powerful tool. We know it's most important. Small ball isn't being played anymore. We don't bunt. We don't sacrifice. We don't steal bases. I mean, obviously, they're a little bit more now. But, you know, the running back, and, and, and listen, I'm going to harken back to the days where, you know, I realize change is very difficult. I realize that the strategy is difficult. 
But, you know, I grew up in an environment probably like you with Larry Zonka and, and Franco Harris and Ron Johnson and all that, and Emerson Boozer, all these great running backs. And I think that because of the athletic ability of many quarterbacks to run has shortened the amount of time that we spend or coaches spend on use, utilizing running backs and fullbacks to their advantage. And I think that that would be the final leg of that stool. You know, obviously the quarterback is going to throw down the field. You need tight ends. You need wide receivers. Obviously, if the quarterback can run, that's a secondary one. But eliminating, watching football now, without key running backs for strategic purposes, where somebody has a 100-yard running you know, yard game, is, is this generation over 15 years is missing out on an opportunity and I don't understand collectively why the NFL just does that. Is it just a money game? Let's see how far we can throw the ball. Is it, you know, what's your opinion on that? Because I certainly miss running and fullbacks in the NFL as part of an overall experience to watch what football is about. Is it injury prone? I'm going to stop now. I want your opinion on this because I sit here listening to the show and watching football every week. And frankly, I'm kind of bored. You know, you snap the ball and throw it down the field. Yeah, well, look, Jeff, and thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the kind words. Always appreciate that. Always a good way to butter up the host and get more time on your phone call. Just say something nice about the host. And I am not, uh, I am not separate from that category. No, no. I love a little uh, compliment as much as the next guy. I, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's, it's primarily that you see that the way the, it's an offensive league now. It's a passing league now. Rookie quarterbacks are coming in and young quarterbacks are coming in and have more success. That's the way things are drawn up now because the way the cap is, you try to surround the quarterback with a bunch of talent and you get the quarterback and and play him when he's not really making the big money because once he makes the big money, it's harder to keep the other parts of the team uh, together. I think the Bills are going to experience that after this season. But in terms of the running back, I think it's a couple of things. A, that position takes an, an incredible amount of abuse. There's a very short shelf life for those guys. And it just seems like there's a lot of interchangeable talent to be able to slide right in there. It would be one thing if there were true difference makers at the running back position, but it doesn't really feel like there are. Uh, and NFL teams are, are, are telling you that they don't think that there are. So when you see a lot of teams being able to go out there and draft a guy in the third round, fourth round, undrafted guys coming into the league – and having success right away, and their shelf life, it's not the type of position you're going to invest in long-term. I think all those things kind of add up to, to what we're seeing with the running backs now. It's still important, but it, teams are telling you what they think are important. The positions that they think are important, quarterback, left tackle, shutdown corner, pass rusher, running back, outside of punter and kicker, teams are not investing actual money, actual NFL dollars in that position and it's across the board, really.